This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Mallard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Mallard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. Good evening, everybody. I just, I just, I'm hoping tonight's show goes well. Uh, tonight's guest and me have gone rounds in the past, so this might go sideways at some point. My guest tonight is Jeff Townsend, the podcast father, um, amongst other things. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. So I, I noticed uh, Germantown Runner popped your bio up in the chat, and I noticed something new there. Am I going to get the break news here tonight? Yeah, sure. Whenever you're ready, you know, we can segue <laughs> towards it later or now. No, sure. we'll, we'll probably we'll do it here in a little bit. We'll tease it now because that's what we got to do, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Let's, let's start. With, let's start with the easy one. Let's let's because well, you kind of got three things going on here. You've got the the original thing. Well, the thing, the current original thing, the thing that we're kind of working on together, and then the new thing. So let, let's start with the original thing, or the, like I said, the original thing from today, which is the indie podcaster. So. Because you did a show, I want to say 2005, six, somewhere back back in the day. Well, I guess we should start there. What made you want to do it back in the day? So, first of all, I want to say thanks for listening, everybody. It's nice to meet you all. I'm just visualizing you all, the millions of mallard quacks out there. <laughs> but no. Uh, I, so, Jim, really, it's kind of a funny story because I always loved creating content as a kid. Uh I remember getting that tape recorder that was on Home Alone. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Kevin McCullough. Oh, yeah. I had that crap, man. And I, I loved it. I loved it. I played with that all the time. I had the video camera around the house. Uh, had always creating content as a kid, like, like crazy. And I would put on shows, you know, I'd be all these million different characters and play it for my family and friends. Uh, then when I got into college, I actually started getting involved in some class project as far as audio goes like radio and I enjoyed it so then I started taking some more of like video courses this is at Washington State uh, and we had a project my roommate and I were in the same class we had a project we were challenged to create audio content and we had this idea of we were going to go around the college at first and just talk about all the crazy. I don't want to cuss. Sorry. No, go ahead. All the crazy, all the crazy shit going on. <laughs> oh, shit's uh, not a bad one, man. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I've said worse, right? Which you all have. 
So we talked about all the crazy shit that was going on at college. And we would go to the different parties and all that. And the, the kids there, the university just ate it up. We enjoyed it so much. We continued to do it after the project. Uh, and just, you know, we'd go to parties with freaking people drinking. Uh, we'd have different concerts there. And we really just kind of lived up being college kids and made the best of it. Then this thing called MySpace happened, right? Oh, no. And <laughs> it is really kind of an introduction to social media in a way. It was a great place for a community. It was. And we started we, – we, it really was. Uh, we started making a video form of the podcast, and we put it up on MySpace. So this is when we started seeing the significant number of views on the videos the by the millions on some videos. And that was really good, and that was big. So that kind of inspired us to take more of a serious approach to the the podcast itself because what that was able to do then, because only some people had certain awareness about RSS feeds, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of us were just putting the audio up on our website and trying to get people there to listen to it back then because this is before podcast. I'm sure it was just starting around then. Yeah, it was, but most people didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't know how to utilize that feature we're just throwing the audio up on our website and we got to get people to the website we have to so that was one way myspace that allowed us to drive traffic to our website right so we segued off that and took a little bit more serious approach to it and we started talking about events going on in the community and it did really well and we did that for quite a while even a little bit after college uh and dude, I've worked on so much crap throughout the years, so much different podcasts, and I've helped content creation as far as writing them. And with this particular one that you've segued with, Indie Podcaster, I wanted well, well, to be well, able. Hold on, let's, let's stop for a minute because I, I don't yeah, want to get in. Yeah. I want to go back to MySpace for a minute, and I figure yeah, if I don't yeah, interrupt you, MySpace. I don't figure if I don't do it now, we're not going to get to it. But MySpace, they've really introduced people to a number of things, right? Blogging. A little yep. bit of custom HTML work, website design. I mean, because my, I mean, love it or hate it until, I mean, it was pretty good until, you know, wasn't, right? I think it got in over its head. But, I mean, all that fun stuff, and then we look back on it now, at least I do, right? I mean, you could have your own background, you could have your own blog, you could put all these pictures, you could have your own song. And then you look at Facebook today and you go, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it had a great community feeling, man. And it really was, you know, I was able to connect with hundreds of thousands of friends, I guess you could say, on there. And it just had such a great community vibe. And it was, you're right, the perfect introduction to various different things. You know, I always call myself a professional coder now, right? Because I did that on MySpace. Yeah, and I, that, was I a, said, that was a joke. I, well, I mean, but it's, it taught people about that stuff, right? I mean, because they had all the shiny and all these things they wanted to do, and they had to learn at least a little bit of that stuff. And I've, I'm pretty sure that's the first introduction to, like, blogging that most people had, too. I mean, you're, yeah. you're talking about videos and friends. I mean, like, that site kind of opened up the Internet to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. And it was uh, ahead of YouTube, really, right? Let's be honest. So it was... It was spectacular as far as place to create content. And originally, a lot of people weren't creating content necessarily. So, man, it was awesome to get ahead of that and be one of the first. I'm not really one of the first, but to be one of the first people to get momentum on there. You know what I mean? 
well, it's good to be getting momentum anywhere. But anyway, so we'll get back to that momentum, I'm sure, throughout the course of the show, because that's a big word in the business that we're we're both in. You're kind of in the podcast marketing side, and I'm just in the whatever side I'm in. Okay, so the indie podcast, so you, you kind of, okay, let's, let's not, let's bridge, build the bridge, though, because there's a few years in there between. So you kind of went away from doing the MySpace thing, because everybody kind of went away from the MySpace thing. So go ahead, pick back up. Yeah, so I went away from doing the My, MySpace thing. At this point in time, I was working at, uh, well, so let me let me back up. I had a short-lived career in radio. Uh, I actually made it to where I was an on-air personality in the morning in a pretty sizable town. Eight o'clock hour, I made a really big mistake. Eight a.m. Yeah, that's that's prime time radio, right? Everybody's in their car traveling. Yep. I had an interview with a city official, and I meant to ask her or make the comment, I guess I should say, that she had had a successful career. But for some unknown reason, I really don't know, I said, you've had a sexful career. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I don't even want to call it a Freudian slip because I didn't, wasn't thinking of her like that. I mean, nice nice older lady, but for some reason I said, you've had a sexful career. I don't know why I said it. Next thing I know, I'm transferred to marketing at the department, you know, a different department. <laughs> then about six months later, I got... Uh, involved with my friend's dad's marketing firm, which my friend took over later. And I spent years doing content marketing focused on that. Uh, I guess a quick example would be, and I haven't publicly said this too much, but we were employed by the government quite a bit. An example of this would be for the, the COVID vaccine. We would supply the government with data analysis for regions and stuff like that and try to come up with content creation plans as far as trying to get people to get the vaccine right because every area is different you can't yeah. promote to them all the same way and i'll double so, that i'll double that down and put it in the plain english for people it's like pop versus soda in different areas of the country it does it it's all all different so go ahead yeah so i did that for quite a while and throughout the time there i was involved in a lot of different podcasts i had about two or three with friends uh one was sports based basketball one was regional, like I just said. And that's where I found a lot of success talking to people locally because that's easy to target, right? I mean, and it was also a learning experience about Washington for me as well. So segueing that into there, I had a podcast I tried to launch about, oh, man, what was that? Six years ago, didn't, don't even need to talk about it, didn't even have time <laughs> to end up doing it. Started having kids, right? Backed all the way out. Uh, we're not talking about basketball, Kat. Don't worry. You missed my how I got fired from radio. Uh, <laughs> but no, so what's good indie podcaster now? I started getting that little bit of that itch. And I wanted to do something special because I wanted to give back to the community like people did to me before. But back then, there wasn't as many people, right? And... I had a few people that were really inspirational to me, and I wanted to kind of be that for people. So I made sure that I came up with a plan, I guess you could say, Jim. You, you remember. Oh, yeah. You, I, I, want say I, hit, I want to say I hit it with the hammer a few times for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I came up with this plan, right? I was going to come on to social media and try to meet as many podcasters as I could. You were one of the first people I met on this newest Twitter account. 
and we just kind of started from there. Just oh, wait, 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 hold, hold on. Everybody's shocked that I met you on Twitter. Hold on, let's give them a minute to collect their thoughts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, yes, that you seems missed a, the sex talk. Yeah, that's coming later. We're, we're teasing that still too. No. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm I'm only wearing a sock. A sock on the left foot. It's not on my feet, brother. No. <laughs> so okay, so you you started this indie podcast <laughs> dream. <laughs> let's get let's get this back to at least r-rated before we get in trouble uh, <laughs> which what like i when i first heard you say indie podcaster i thought okay great you know mm-hmm. another turn of phrase because you know we've kind of you know there's a lot of well, let's be honest there's a lot of podcast mud out there right now right you've seen it yep oh yeah hell yeah so and, and I, I when you approached me with the idea i kind of i kind of hit you pretty hard i think you may not have seen it that way, but, you know, like I was just giving you the, the honest, hard take of it, because I've seen so many people with um, ambitions. I mean, hell, I, I even tried to kind of put something together at one point. So, mm-hmm. I understand. So, but you've you've kind of weathered the storm, so to speak, right? Yep, uh, several times, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you, you've made it this far, I guess, is the easy way to put it. I mean... Yeah. So, go ahead and give... What the hell are you asking? you ask i don't know i don't know what i'm asking yet so i'm, I'm just kind of filling here um there's got to be a good question here somewhere so go ahead and tell my oh here we go here's the question so for the people who are out there who have not heard of you tell people what the indie podcaster or the indie podcast i want to say movement is that fair that's fair so yeah the indie podcast movement wow well because we were just wow. talking about podcast movement last night maybe yeah that came no from. no and that's a fair point because I don't want to say that's my term. I made it up. I certainly didn't, but I sure as shit drove it to the moon, pushed that as far as I could. Uh, I don't think it was commonly used on Twitter, particularly, no. but I think I've, you were the uh, first one I seen using it at least. Yeah. I think I forced it down everybody's throat. Now I see it all day, every day. But so, yeah, like I said, I wanted to start a podcast and give back to people like they did to me before and teach me content creation. I got on Twitter and just like any other platform, there's a lot of people that don't, know what they're doing admittedly so and they have all these experts trying to send them in a million different directions right giving them information that's way too complicated they're 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 worried about all the wrong things when they start so really the connection was really close with new podcasters and i started i brought on a platform and the podcast has evolved over time yes i'm indie for life brother but anyway, no. The podcast has evolved. Sorry, I'm ruining your podcast later no, for people. No, listening. no. See, this, this is why I wanted you on the pond because this is what happens when people are on the pond versus listen, just doing a straight up show. I can't do an impression like that guy did last night in our Twitter space, though. Oh my no, Twitter space. no, that was pretty good. But we'll get to we'll get to the we'll get to the power. <clears throat> and yeah. Okay. So no, I wanted to highlight work that some small time creators were doing. So that's how it really started. I brought people on. The first guy I brought on was big, though. It was Captain from True Crime Garage, massively popular True Crime. But I wanted to pick his brain and get some good tips from him for my audience. So besides that, I was featuring a lot of indie podcasters, and I tried to make sure the podcasts were, like, niche, right? Uh, Interesting stories and try to tie that back into a learning experience for everybody. Over time, the podcast, as more and more people listen, they kind of wanted it to be more of a like an informational piece, right? They wanted to learn from it more. So then I would bring in people from the industry or 
other popular content creators, YouTubers, and and pick their brain and get advice from them on certain topics. The topics vary. Or even uh, by like psychologists on there once, but I related it to podcasting. So try to get them in different ways to think about how to make better content. And I like to like share a story when I do that, right? I always feel like I learn better from a good story than step one, do this, step two, do that, step three. Like I, I don't really learn that way necessarily. So I think I can give a good message through a good story, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense, and you kind of followed my approach here, which is you follow, you find the things that you're interested in. You've, you've kind of niched down on it, though, more than I have. Yep. But and you do realize that at the end of the day, it kind of does widen out a little bit, and it has to. Uh-huh. Because yep. if you were to talk to podcasters for, well, you're starting to, well, this isn't breaking news, but you're going to try to do some seasons and stuff. So, But if you did 17 straight interviews with podcasters, you'd, you'd probably only do 17 of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I I about seventy episodes in one year. Just went at it really hard. I wanted to get a back catalog built because that, that that's really important, as you know, Jim. Because if people like the shit you're doing, they're going to go listen to the other the stuff you've previously created. Yeah. So it was important to me to build that up as quickly as possible. Obviously, want it to be good content and get that there for more of a, a you know building my podcast. So. That was one important thing I did, but dude, you brought up the seasons thing. This is not easy doing it, working all the time, and most of my work is not seen by the public, right? It's, it would be all the DMs I'm answering all day. You, you, <laughs> you do that as well, Jim. It's all the stuff that I don't get any fame for. You know, you know what I mean? That's the stuff that takes up the most time, and that's what I love, but I definitely need to figure out a way to continue to create even better content, but also make sure i'm focusing on the right things so we're gonna we're gonna jump into germantown runners question here because um i want to double down on this from pod news today i think it was but we're gonna ask his question and then i'll i'll jump i don't know if you've seen that story in pod news this morning or not but anyways yeah uh we'll get there Uh, have you met or spoken to the former mtv vj adam curry who joe rogan calls the pod father why are we worried about yes i have Oh, as I say, why are we? Well, anyways, good good mention for Joe Rogan, so I can tag him in the show notes, so I can get two more listens out of it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, tell your story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, on Twitter, of course, right, Adam yeah. Curry. But okay, so let me explain this because this is where people start to get a little judgmental if they don't know what I'm doing, right, Jim? When I'm saying podcast father, I'm not saying that I'm the creator or the best podcast father. My approach to podcast father is nurturing a father figure in a helpful hand. Uh, it's not saying I'm the best at all. I'm hell. I don't even know what that means. Everybody has a definition of what's the best, but what it is saying is that I'm going to help take care of the people in need most. It's not necessarily saying I'm the best son of a bitch podcaster that's ever lived. Well, because because you gave me that title. Yeah. You're the best ever. Yep. You, you may not remember this, but in your your review that you wrote of my show, you called me the king of podcasts. Yep, it's true. So, for those people who think you're trying to be calling yourself the yeah. best, I mean, you, you called me that, which is extremely insane. And for those people who are wondering, I'll post his review of, here in a little bit of the show. From, what was that, a year or so ago? But anyways. Um, yeah, but let me tell you this, though. So, if you just assume you read that right, 
and you just go from there. I have had so many <laughs> shitty DMs, so many shitty DMs from professionals in the industry even <laughs> nailing me on this podcast father thing. And, you know, these same people, though, once they figure out what I'm doing and they take the time to just to have respect for people in general, they join in on it. They're on the Twitter spaces. They're they're involved now. But it's I've had so many haters that just come out, tweet at me, whatever, or just send me shitty DMs without taking the time to realize what it actually is. It's easy to assume. But you know what happens when you assume, Jim? Oh, you definitely do. And if you don't, email me and I'll explain it to you. <laughs> you make an ass of you and me. Oh, I wanted people to email us. Because I don't have enough to do during the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, honestly, Jeff, now I'm going to tell you this. This is a little mallard insight here. People that come at you with hate often become listeners. And I can't explain it, because I've had that happen to me, too. I've had a bunch of people... I mean, it hasn't happened recently, but... I mean, there was a time it was happened more often than not. That people hated me and called me the worst host ever. Which, okay, great, I am. I mean, I've never amended, said I was talented or skilled or any of the above. Um, people that, you know, just have that vitriol hate. I'm like, just go listen to two or three shows and co- come back. The consummate, you know, answer, right? Go go consume more content and hate it some more, right? <laughs> For, no, for you, po- for you podcasters out there, that's the best advice to give somebody who has a hate. Tell them to go listen more. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And it's funny because then you know they're listening. Yeah. And, and if somebody has a legitimate where... critique about me, how I rambled through that first question about what I was going to ask you about the Podfather thing, okay, that's great. But if you just say you hate my show, go listen some more. Yep. And that's what I've come to realize. But I think those that have taken the time to spend time with me or get to know me realize it's not a, a, some cocky thing, you know? Oh, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a play of a joke necessarily as well. It's not, I don't take myself that serious for Lord's sake. I, and, and, I mean, okay, let's be honest. Let's be honest about this too. What podcast name hasn't already been taken? <laughs> well, it, in my defense... Adam Curry is the pod father. Jim, I am I the podcast. I am the indie podcast father. I'm not a pod father of anything. I'm the indie, <laughs> indie Jeff, man. But no, you're right. It, it, most ne- like how many clever things can we come up with, right? But Jim, what did it? What did it do though? When I came on Twitter with that, tell me what it did though, Jim. It stirred to stirred to shit. There it is. Stirred to shit, and it got a lot of attention, and a lot of people came to me for help. So I will. I will take that any day of the week, helping people and getting that following over some a few haters here and then. I really don't give a shit about all that. Well, hey, like I said, if they're listeners, that's great. But they got they got to tune in, right? Just the stupid hate is stupid hate. But if if if, if you're bringing something, I, I've had some pretty hard smacks that you know were actually legitimate and made me think, and um, that's that's good. I like that. But if you're just saying you're the worst show host ever, two minutes into a YouTube video, yeah, I. I kind of, you know, want some more from you first before you go there. Yeah, <laughs> douchebags. I call them tool sheds. Yeah. Not even toolbox. They're the whole shed, you know. They're a tools, tool shed. Now, I mean, there are people that could listen to me for two minutes and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I respect their opinion on me being horrible. But most people aren't in that boat. Well, Jim, you're relatable. That's why we all love you and support you. Uh, 
it's like speaking with a friend, you know, and obviously you talk about topics that your listeners like, but you know who you are and you stay true to yourself, even if it is all over the freaking place. Well, that's kind of the goal, right? To kind of just fascinate myself and I get to take people yep. along on the journey and that's kind of been the goal and that's kind of remained the goal and I don't know. It is what it is. Okay, so let's get to the podcast power hour because I, I feel that we have to get there because if not, I'll never get to the other fun news that you have tonight, which we're still teasing because that's what we're doing and um, making people listen to the full show tonight. And, oh, Oh, I didn't, I didn't mention the, oh, okay. Back up. We're pausing the power hour for a minute. We've got to talk about the story in the pod news today about Robin Williams. Yeah. And, um, he may be the pod father because he did those things might, back, might be back in the day. And I prefer to think of him as the first podcaster. Now that I've read that, I'm going on the record with that just because of the respect for Robin Williams. Is that fair? Yeah. It's better of thinking of him that way than that weird photo stalker movie that he did when he worked in the photo lab or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome. And I was thrilled just to hear that. That's just so cool to think about him being like the first podcaster. That's, that's incredible. And I can totally see it too. Imagine if he were here today, he, he could have an amazing podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, let, let's just, that was, I can't remember the dates, but it was early. Definitely for sure. And like I said, it beats Adam Curry. Right? I mean, no offense to him. Right. But, um, I prefer Robin yeah, Williams. Adam, Adam, but you have to realize, though, Adam Curry is doing a lot for podcasting still right now. Oh, yeah. And He's I'm not knocking it. I, I just, with, love, with I just the, love the Index, him. the Podcasting 2.0. I mean, Adam Curry, what he has done for the this space is phenomenal. Uh, but, no, I, I, I love Robin Williams, so I, I'm with you on that. That's the coolest hell of a thing to say. Yeah, I mean – I, I got mad respect for him. There's a number of people up on that Mount Rushmore, right? But let's slap Robin Williams on a bumper sticker and say, let's have some fun with it. <laughs> because that's can what I, he'd can want. Can I answer a question that yeah. German town runner asked me? Yeah, well, yeah. He asked me, speaking of Rogan, what do you think about his mega deal with Spotify? Oh, man. Well, let's back up. It's important to remember that Joe Rogan has been podcasting for a very freaking long time, longer than you, Jim. Which is uh, saying something. <laughs> I mean... This didn't come overnight for him. He he grounded out, and he put in the work. Do I agree with him? No. Do I think you should shoot whatever in your body to stop COVID or whatever? He said no. But, I mean, he grounded out, and he was ahead of the time, and he provides content for whatever reason. People really love it. So I, I think well-deserved. I think he the numbers were there. They, Spotify, obviously believed it would be profitable. Is he controversial? Yes, but aren't we on a controversial podcast right now? Yeah, I was going to say that's why he's worth the money, right? Because he drives the comments and the views and the all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's that's part of it. I mean, he's talk of pod news. It comes out every day. Who's always the top one, two, or maybe hardly even three? He never hardly gets that high or low, however you want to look at it. Top podcasters that day as far as downloads go. Well, it's always on Spotify as number one. I I I, yep. I I I didn't and, and, and recount, but that's. <laughs> I yep. mean, I know. I, I, I'm the a, point being, every day he's up there. I, I'm I'm a little biased about that because you know they're paying him all this money. He's they're always their number one show. I mean, I I'm, I might say that there might be some slip there, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know anybody at Spotify. So ask Tanner Campbell. He sure thinks he does. <laughs> My gosh, we love us some Tanner. 
speaking of Tanner, let's get back to the podcast power hour. Um, where did that come from? Well, Tanner Campbell from Podcasting Sucks, Good Morning Podcasters. He's an audio engineer. I connected with him about, I don't know, nine months ago on this space. Yeah, on Twitter, excuse me. And I think he had like 100 followers. And I thought the guy was awesome. He was so blunt about podcasting, uh, about the industry. A straight shooter, I guess you could say. With that, he also shoots from the hip, which is a little bit dangerous. But it I connected him. with him. <laughs> so him and I'm in on the extent. I had him on the podcast. I probably got him in front of exposing him to a lot of people. And it's they've really been, for the most part, very appreciative of that and how big of a – how much they've gained from him. So you take that relationship with him. Then I actually met Greg. He runs Indie Drop-In. It's a podcasting feed drop network that's fairly successful, to be honest. And I met him actually before Tanner. We all came together one day, and I was recording an episode, and I invited them both to come on help me talk to this guy about his new podcast hosting platform. We had a hell of a good time, and we thought, hey, let's start a podcast. So we did that. And it had five episodes. It's good shit, but it's not enough time in the day to create more content in regards to that. It's a lot of work. You know how it is, Jim, when you have guests and you already have pod. We already all have podcasts, so it didn't work out. But I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to – I already had the platform on Twitter. I'm going to start these Twitter spaces on there. We're just going to talk about podcasting, and that's how that happens. So I started doing that. Obviously, you get – I think – one of the nights we had about 300 people that were in there at one point or another and started doing well. So Greg was like, Hey, you know, I, I'll get on board with you on this. So Greg, it's really Greg and I's thing. Tanner's obviously a good friend and, and him and you and uh, other good friends of mine are people that really hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they still come in and contribute to the space. So to answer your question, that's how it started, Jim. We just wanted to take what we were doing and be helpful to the community and offer it an even, in an even better, more entertaining way. Yeah, I, I I was flattered that you invited me the first time to kind of come up and give my two cents, even though I kind of live on an island, right? I kind of do my own merch to the beat of my own drum and kind of, I don't want to say have stopped paying attention to the podcast space because I'm obviously in it, but as you know, there's seasons of life and you get busy and you start slacking off on things because you're, well, busy doing the things you're doing, not necessarily uh, sharpening up on things. So it's been good to hear what's going on today in this in the podcast arena to keep keep up with that. So I appreciate that, man. It's good to catch yeah, up. Let me, Go ahead. Let me, t- let me say something, though. I'll answer this question. My favorite genre of podcasting I listen to the most is probably, honestly, true crime. I like a lot of different true crime podcasts. Then I'm obsessed with this podcast called Black Box Down about airplane crash investigations and which i watch air of, disasters which I kind of a form of true it. crime but go ahead sir <laughs> dude i freaking love that airplane uh, air crash investigator stuff man I, I love it anyway no jim so i'm no fool right so when i when i put together these spaces there's a reason you're in there right there's a reason a lot of people are in there we're all different and bring different things that are beneficial to the table as far as being able to help people and just because you have a little bit different style, that doesn't mean anything. You're very beneficial, man, because 
look at the billboard idea you threw out there. People have been jumping all over and raving about that. So it just shows you the power of, I have a platform where I can make a difference. And I know the people that, because they help me and I see them help others, that I can bring on that will make a difference. And you're part of that, man. And I think you got to have a little bit of every mix when you do that. And I will say this, it does definitely uh, give people different opinions on how they should. Because I can't remember the lady that was under that, probably the first or second week I was under, and I said, I think you're doing this wrong. I think you need to be a guest. And that kind of got yeah. some major blowback. But I, I think people started coming around after I started talking about it for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, the podcasting space is weird for a lot of different reasons, especially when you're, you know, your interactions with podcasters. Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, they don't want you to be blunt, typically. Sometimes I find that, and I try not to engage with these people as much because I've started getting a little bit better about vetting it, but they want to ask you questions, but they, they don't, don't want the answer. I know. want an answer. <laughs> they don't want to listen. So you have a lot of that. But in regards to that, it's just being blunt. Like I, I mentioned Tanner Campbell. He is he is blunt. And But sometimes that's what people need to hear if it's done right, if it's done correctly. And I think you did a good job delivering that. And she didn't disagree with you, by the way, Jim. Yeah. Which, okay, but it, it was a hard mess. I mean, it wasn't something that, you know, it's not always something somebody wants to hear, though. So, but it, I think it would be good value for her. And the other, oh, so Germantown Runner, who is the executive producer around here, he throws out the good questions, makes me look smart. Just so you know, Jeff, you need one of those. Um, okay, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I'm not going to argue that. He asked what regions, because you probably paid more. Well, you're, you're from Indiana. How, how does the Indiana podcasting look? Let's start there. I'm I'm not from Indiana. I live in Indiana. Well, okay. It's, it's, I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, God. But, I'm sorry. So, how did... <laughs> <laughs> it depends what kind of podcast it is, though. Obviously, when we look at podcasting data, we find that the listeners come from the bigger states, the bigger cities. And what kind of podcast is popular depends on where you're at. We could talk about, we could have a whole episode about that, but it really just depends where you're at and what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and okay, help me out here. The guy we had on, was that two weeks ago from um, the statistic guy? Mm-hmm. Oh. Tom Webster from the Edison Research, and now he's part of Sounds Profitable. Yeah. 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 The go to podcasting stat guy of the, yeah. all the industry. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was, that was, me in full-blown nerd glory there because I hadn't, I mean, back in the day, it was like 12 people listen to the podcast, right? Now yep. now it's really growing, so that's exciting for me. And he was saying, what was it, two-thirds of Americans listen to spoken word audio or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Which blows my answer, mind. Ger- they answer Germantown's question, runner, the question a little bit. <laughs> you could you could tend to see like big cities like New York, L.A., news podcasts are big there. Whereas they might not be in the rural part of the country, Midwest, for example. So obviously there's genres that are most popular overall, but it really depends on where you're at and what it is. I mean, comedy and is above true crime, believe it or not, overall, but it just depends where you are. I think, Jeff, bold prediction. I know it's not November, so I do a prediction show in November, so this is kind of early. But true crime will be the number one genre in podcasting in a few years. Hmm. Over comedy. Be number one. Over news. <sighs> over, just be number one. See, true crime is amazing. 
it's it's been on the rise this whole time as podcasting's developed when you think about it. Investigation discovery. Yeah. Oh. It'll be it'll oh. be number one. It'll be the I it'll could be have, the I thing. could get orgasmic about that stuff. But no, my point though, Jim, is that it's been along for the ride. You know, how much more will it peak though? There's uh, so much true crime now that is it, content that's provided for us. I, I think there's gonna be another show like serial out there that'll mm-hmm. pop off again in a big way that'll drive it to number one. Hmm. I think it's going to be hard to beat the Rogans and the uh, some of the comedy stuff out there, man, to be honest with I, you. I, but I think as uh, we're getting tired of fatigued of politics and all that other stuff, man, that stuff, I mean, we're headed towards another election. We're half, I mean, 20, we're midterms now, right? We're just going to, we're all getting fatigued of all that stuff. So we're going to yeah. go, we're going to go into crime or crime, true crime. I just made up a word, folks. Hashtag that, uh, crime. <laughs> <laughs> When you need to save space on Twitter, it's crime. Uh, I love it. But, you know what I'm saying? We'll go to comedy and true crime. And I, I think there's just this, always, like you said, the, the black box stuff. I mean, there's always this little element of people who are always curious about what their neighbor's doing. I don't want to know what my neighbor's doing. Well, yeah, I mean, does anybody? Yeah, I think that's why we're all online right now because we want to be with a community of of people we like, not the community we're in. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, so you're starting an Indiana podcast. I see. Mm. Breaking your news yeah. for you, which is kind of which you kind of headed that last night, and then I kind of opened up your bio today and seen it, and I went, "That's interesting," mm-hmm. because I've always wondered. Now, this is kind of my deep wonder. If you niche down into a state or a community, obviously mm-hmm. you're helping yourself but obviously you're limiting your market too so what's your your hope for doing that just to get back to the good old days of telling local stories yeah and it for me it's also because i I'm, I'm learning more about indiana right so and i know obviously i can sell the shit out of it but it's when you're really focused on one thing you will find a great dedicated listenership and an audience that will be very into it so you're not going to listen to my podcast without wanting to know about Indiana. It's going to be called Indiana Stories. You're going to know right off the bat. But if you want to learn more things about Indiana, it's going to be a great podcast. I'm going to talk to city officials, right? Like an example is Vincennes is the first city ever in Indiana. You know, it goes down on that. It's history. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about historical figures, whether they're positive or negative, maybe a serial killer even, maybe uh, Ben-Hur from Indiana or maybe you know I'll talk some local true crime myths or I'll talk about huge events that take place or interesting stories and I I really feel pretty good about it Jim I don't I don't look at it as limiting it I look at it as catering to just a certain group of, of people uh, which which by the way can be by far more profitable than trying to just appeal to everybody oh there's no and question. more beneficial feeling as well oh there's no question it's more profitable because you can go to the chevrolet dealer in uh, indianapolis and be like hey i've got five thousand listeners in indiana this would be a great place for you to be compared to me going to the chevrolet dealer in pittsburgh and saying i've got how many ever listeners across the country let's talk i mean exactly 
and you know, like I do that now with my podcast, right? Who sponsors my podcast? Riverside FM, uh, good. I mean, good pods, people like that that are trying to appeal to podcasters, right? So I think it's going to be the same way with that, but probably even a bigger scale if done right. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, it's finding the time to do it, but I think if I plan it right, along with the seasons, like I said on my other one, I think it can be done, and I'm, I'm excited to learn more about the state myself and share that enthusiasm with others. So I'm going to hit you with two ideas, and you're going to write them down because these are gold. Just take them. They're yours. You need to do one in March about Bob Knight. Uh-huh. Yeah, March Madness, of course. Right, because then you could tie it in with all that stuff. And one in, in May about the Indy 500. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying, Jim. It's there's so there's endless possibilities with this, and you if you think it, oh, you'll run out of stuff eventually. Well, if you do it right, sure you will, but it'll last plenty long and it'll be pretty interesting. And if you don't do the one about Bob Knight, I'm throwing a chair at you. Oh, <laughs> just so you know. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say there's you a, heard that. There's a there's you a heard- there's a season right there for you. <laughs> Have you ever heard, and anybody, everybody listening out there or in this chat room here, yeah. have you ever heard that YouTube video, but it was out before YouTube, where somebody secretly, secretly recorded his halftime talk in a game? I don't know if I oh have. Oh, my God. I might have to so it, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube Bob Knight halftime speech. It's somebody recorded it. I don't know how they did it because if he would have found out they did it, oh my god, it is epic though. You have got to hear it. Sorry, no, that's good. Bob Knight talk here. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, but you know, hey, again, good for the. uh, I I couldn't even tell you who the coach of Indiana basketball is tonight. Mike Woodson. Oh, Mike Woodson. Didn't he play corner for the Raiders? Oh, that was Charles Woodson. Mike Woodson's in Indiana. Yeah, he's a former player and former NBA coach too. Yeah, see, that's why that's why you're doing the podcast on it. <laughs> I know too much about certain things. Well, that's a, that, oh, did you have you seen that? Have you heard that one, Ger- Germantown runner? That th- this is that that Bobby Knight halftime recording. You will fill up your swear jar. <laughs> he, he oh my gosh, he must have. He 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 is good knowledge on a lot of things that's why i have him around that's what i'm saying i mean i, I don't his his avatar in the chat room is a virgin some sort of jet which is amazing he'll give me the details on that here in a minute because that's just fun so are bob and tom still on the air i don't think one so. of them retired one of them retired i don't ma- i'm trying to remember which one it was i don't, God, I don't so. want to butcher it one of them retired a few years ago and so they wouldn't be on the air together. They wouldn't be on the air together, no, but Chip, what was his name? Chick McGee or Chip, what the hell is his name? And then the lady, what's her name? See, that I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they went on without him for a while. Is there any good radio left these days, Jeff? Uh, Jim, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember the last time I listened to the radio. I'm sure there is, but uh, it's not like it used to be. You know, used to, the radio people would shit all over us podcasters. They would call us radio rejects. Internet radio is not as good as radio. All right. Who's who's going to have the final laugh here in the end, though, Jim? I think uh, the podcasters might have the upper hand when it's all said and done, when radio runs its course. But, you know, we'll see see if we can this. Then. 
What which radio personality doesn't have a podcast today? Hey, fair point, man. I mean, they've all kind of started putting it up there. In some form or way, it could probably be considered a podcast, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're all running to the space now because they need to to survive. Exactly. You got it. And honestly, I mean, honestly, because, like, I, I mean, you, you know, I'm doing the show live, right? The show live gets a fraction, a small fraction of what it gets on the podcast front, right? But this live dynamic you've seen tonight just is amazing. Oh, I'm having a great time. I think I'm going to hijack your podcast and come on every week. Well, you might be. You probably will be able to this week, and then I'll have another guest on next week. It's not a Twitter That's space where cut. you can just request to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, okay, so let's talk about Twitter spaces for a minute because mm -hmm. yours was probably the first one I ever joined. And then I want to say a year ago, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, there was this whole clubhouse thing, right? Were you ever yep. on there and part of that? Very, very little bit. Not not very much, though. It's It ran its course, it ran its course fast, man. It's on the downward spiral. I was going to say, it popped uh, up. I mean, it popped up, and as soon as it popped up, it seemed like everybody else was doing it and it was gone. Because here's the thing, though, Jim. You have to be innovative, and you don't want to have to go to a million different places to do a million different things. Oh, let me, that's let why me, it never worked for me. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, holy shit. <laughs> I have I have little kid little girls so everyone makes me laugh. I, I can sing you every song, but no. Uh, Twitter got ahead of it, right? I mean, and they took over. It's what's going to end up happening because you want to go. You don't want to have to go to a million different things to do a million different things. You have social media here on Twitter. Now you have the ability to connect an audio chat form. Facebook has done things with Facebook Live. It's really just about convenience to the people that are using it, and when. That's all Clubhouse does. It turns out it wasn't really worth that much. Now I will say this: this now maybe, maybe this is my user experience from what I'm I'm used to doing. But I wish there was a way to send a message to that that lot that space just in that space. I mean, I know you could send out tweets and all this other stuff, but just you know, a little ongoing chat like we have here. You want in on a little secret? Uh, probably. That feature's coming. I've seen it in a in a test space. It's pretty cool. It's just like this, basically. You're in a chat environment. Yeah, because you know there'd be a time. You know, there's a time where you'd be like, "Hey, what was that link?" Or who, you know, who's that guy? Mm -hmm. You know, and you could just pop. I mean, it up it's and... content. Sorry, Jim. No, yeah. I keep interrupting you. I'm a rude no, asshole. you're good. But no, over <laughs> the last year, it's really uh, developed, right? You see that you can record them now. You can do all these different things. So I think it'll continue to grow. I really do. And like you said, that's another feature that's that's coming. So that will make it more interactive. Like this right instead of people just hitting the little emoji throughout the twitter yeah. space I, I i i learned that the other it's been a while i mean like it's been a learning experience for me like i said and i'm like oh people are raising their hand if they want to talk oh how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> no it's good you know what i say you know what i tell you jim you don't have to raise your hand this isn't school well i know but it kind of gives you a little flow so you're we're not all talking over each yeah. other so that's good so Okay, so now you've kind of you've kind of got the pre-shows you're doing, which I'm not going to ask you what you're going to do next because you've just kind of laid that out. Mm -hmm. But how do you see the podcast going the next two, five years? What's what what's the the roadmap for everybody? Because you've kind of been back in neck deep for a while now. I will get to your question that just got asked <laughs> next because I do want to talk about something. Uh, for me. 
I'll be honest with it. Like for, for me to do this full time, Jim, and be able to afford, you know, my, my, and take care of my family, it would take, it would take a lot for me to leave what my day job pays, put it that way. But for me, it's not about that. It's really just making connections and networking, like kind of like we're doing now. Uh, I hope that some of these people I'm meeting in here right now, we can have a relationship in the future. There's a number of podcasters on there, a number of good, well, Brian Bowden left. He's another podcaster, but Germantown. Looks Red like Rock. I might have a girlfriend too. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, Kat Ward hosts the host, host a paranormal podcast, so she'll probably want you to yeah. be a paranormal guest if you have a good story, which we'll answer here in a second. Geo loves podcasts. Germantown Runner obviously loves podcasts because he's here every week. Mm. Uh, yeah. MLK author is a good. I mean, I'm trying to break him in. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's kind of coming out of his shell a little bit about his topic. So yeah. To answer your question, I'm going to continue to do my part to give back. And whether that be stories about Indiana, whether that be podcasting creators, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. And I want to keep continuing to try more meaningful ways to do that. Now, where do I think podcasting is going to go? I think that all depends on addressing the issue of audio discoverability. Because as you know, it's uh, the algorithm is not really existent with audio. So I think when you get past that and that can get taken to a next level, then you'll continue to see a massive growth because you're already seeing it with podcasting. But I think when you, and I don't want to call it a problem even, but when you address that issue a little bit better, it'll make a world of difference. Yeah. I, I, I've been joking about the Netflix of podcasting for a while, right? Not just because, <laughs> you know, Netflix is this big subscription based service, but they kind of always are popping up the things that you want to watch. Right. Yeah. And that, that back end too makes sense. I mean, I don't think it necessarily needs to be an on-screen presentation like that, but it'd be pretty cool if it was. I mean, I yeah. think we could get on board with that. But anyways, back to the paranormal question. So you're on a paranormal show tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. any paranormal experiences? I actually have one that I've never really talked about, so let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it on the, your, your audience here. Breaking more news here really, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm still really confused about it, and I often find myself questioning what this was. Okay, I don't know if I should be. I don't know if I should be uh, talking about or thinking about it as much either because it's kind of creepy. But well, that's what the paranormal does to you. It kind of gets in your head. So go ahead. Uh, Decastling cornfields. Oh boy, he does know Indiana. <laughs> uh, so no, so I remember this from my childhood. It was an event that happened to me. I think I was probably about 10 years old, I want to say, Jim. I was laying in my bed at night, sleep, or, you know, sleeping or whatever. I slept on the bottom bunk. My brother slept on the top bunk. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I'm going to assume I woke up because I, I really don't think I was asleep. And I know people in here will probably say, you were probably asleep. So I wake up in the middle of the night. And I see my brother's arm hanging off the side of the bed, right? He's sleeping on the side of the bed. I see the glass of water by my desk, by my bedside. Everything is indicating to me that I am awake. And then because where the way my bed sat and where it sat, I could see out into the kitchen. You know, the, the bedroom door was open. I look out into the kitchen. In the darkness, I see three figures. And the shape of them is almost perfect, like... There was like a dad, mom, and a kid, like the height and everything. You know what I mean? And I couldn't see anything. It was like they were like basically shadows except for their faces. They were pure. I'm just going to say like peach, the color peach. 
they were just peach with nothing on them. And they were waving at me in sequence. So they'd go one way, yeah, they'd all go that way. They'd go the other way, they'd all go that way. And they would just continuously do that. So I'm, I'm freaking out. I want to scream, right, for my parents, but I don't know what will happen if I scream. So I hide under the blanket and I wait and I wait. I peek back out a little bit. They're still there waving at me. I wait. I wait. Jim, this went on for hours or what felt like hours till like four hours. So four in the morning, they were just there waving at me. Three figures with just completely blank faces. Couldn't even see their body. It was shadow waving at me in sequence. I was terrified. I literally basically hid until I fell asleep. And to this day, I do not sleep with my bedroom door open. And I often find myself thinking about it and wondering what it is. I haven't heard anybody with too many, like something just like like that, like just a peach face, you know, and a shadow. And I guess I've always been curious of what it was. I know it probably sounds lame, right? Like, oh, Jeff's scared. But no, it, it was it was it's something you're always going to remember. And then you constantly wonder, what the hell was it? And then you start questioning yourself, was I asleep? It really didn't seem like it. It lasted for hours. Or was it something real that I just can't explain, you know? It's something real that you can't explain. That nobody can explain because, as you may have noticed in the duck pond there, we, we popped up the green alien, the, the gray alien, the psychic, and the yeah. ghost. But, now, I've been doing this for years, Jeff, so here, here comes some independent analysts. I don't often hear people referring to Keller in these stories, which blows my mind. Right, because okay, I'll just tell you for my 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 sake of conversation here, because I'm the only one that can give you this. Most everything I've ever seen has been in the grayscale, right? Think of the sixth sense, right? Yep. So that kind of blows my mind at this point. So, the, the body was like stereotypical, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Creepy. But, look. If you looked at something on Google, the body looked like that, but the face, man, it was like a perfect circular, skin colored peach, Caucasian face with no features on it, just the roundness of a perfect circle of a face, waving at me in sequence. I could just see the shadows of their arms waving. Which blows my mind. So, well, did you see something? Of course you did. Now, what was it? Was it a ghost, an alien? We'll say ghost to make you feel better. Does that sound good? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Now I can sleep tonight. Well, hey, anything to help you, Jeff. That's why we're here. No, I could not see any features. No, no, seriously, it was just like a shadow, but the face was the only thing I could see, and it had no features at all. Just, I'm just going to keep, I keep saying peach, I hope that makes sense. Just Caucasian skin, a perfect circle on a head, like if I drew a a stick figure. I could just faintly see that that collar very well, and then just the outline, no other features or anything. I'm interacting with your crowd pretty well here, I feel like. I, I, you are, and I'm just laughing at Germantown and her comment about me. So. I saw it. Which is Keller. For those, I mean, you're gonna ha- you're, you're just going to have to, um, you should have been on the pond. That's all I can say. <laughs> we, need, we need a little Jim Fitzgerald action there because, uh, well, get, there's a clue for you if you're, if you're trying to figure out what we're talking about. And uh, for Jeff, that's he's the... Uh, Got it. Studies what people uh, forensic language. So, okay. So dun, we're, dun, dun. we're getting close to the end of the show. So I've got to ask you a few questions here, man. Ask Tim, away. 
kind of you know, a little rapid fire, so just be prepared. Okay, I'm ready? prepared. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you're a big podcaster, huge, ginormous, uh, and and sixteen inches. Yeah, and clout. So oh, that's not your first question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, you host a bunch of different shows. You've you've talked to some pretty cool people on the Power Hour, but if I could give you anyone for any of your shows, who would it be? Mm. I actually recently had one. It's Conrad Thompson. He, he has a bunch of wrestling podcasts with all the huge professional wrestlers from the past. So, besides that, I want to say Oprah, right? But I'm not going to say Oprah. That's, that's, it's, it's rapid. I'm supposed to be quick, right? Yeah, well, you got a few seconds. I'm not going to jump on Hey, you. Hey, it, let's it, say like... It, it's a difficult question, right? It is a like, difficult question when you have like people me asking on your you which podcast. one is your favorite, which one of your favorite, which one of your shows is your favorite. Yeah, or which one of your children yeah. is your favorite. So I mean, I get it. It's not a fair question. Hey, well, I'm going to throw out a wild card here. Somebody like Shaquille O'Neal. I think that guy is hilarious. Him like Charles Barkley or something. I think we'd have a hell of a good time. And that ties into your Indiana with the basketball. See. Mm, yeah. Mm. See. Okay. So, what's your podcast app? What, what what's my app? Yeah, which one do you use? Apple. It's on my yeah. It's on my phone. Yeah, I, I've been trying to diversify, but it just kind of seems I'm always there. I don't I don't know. Hey, like I said earlier, you don't want to have to send it to a bunch of different places. People are going to use the easiest, and I it's know. integrated on my phone. It's the easiest. I know, but you know, I'm try, I've been trying to do good pods, and you know, it's just I don't know. I just haven't made that mental jump. Yet. But that deal that deal ended. I don't have to. I know, but they're still good quite. people. Oh, amazing people. Absolutely. I'm trying. Yep, I agree. I just haven't got there yet. I don't know. To be honest, my work, actually, the firewall, the Wi-Fi blocks their app for some reason. So <laughs> I, I can't. If I wanted to listen while I'm at work, I, I can't. Uh, for some reason, I was blocked for a cult religion at some government workplaces. Government workplaces. Ah. Anyways, uh, favorite breakfast. Biscuits and gravy make me a man. Oh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I like biscuits and gravy. So if you're not listening to the podcast, what type of music are you listening to? Oh, dude, all I listen to are my kids' music. Freaking oh, no. YouTube songs. Dude, that's all. If I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm uh, pretty much listening to what they want, which is mostly, I say music, but a lot of YouTube little kids' songs or annoying, weird kid content creators that are millionaires because people like my kids love them. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that, that does make you feel horrible, doesn't it? When you look at some of these kids who post that crap. I mean, good content. Oh, their parents love that shit, too. They're just, oh, oh yeah. keep filling my pockets of money. And another thing, I, 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 I still don't understand this, Jeff, and I probably never will. I've come to grips with it, though. The people Baby out there who, who make videos about playing games. <laughs> That's actually a big thing. It's now, a Jim, huge, something... it's huge, huge. Jim, have you seen the big thing now? People no. recording videos of them stuffing, overfilling their face, stuffing their face with food. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And I've, you know what else I've seen? I've seen people recording themselves sleep. Which, I mean, if there's money in that, I'll set up the camera. That's what tonight. I do every time I podcast. I'm just basically recording myself sleeping. <laughs> well, Jeff, hey, we've got 30 seconds left, so... Uh, tell people where they can find you real quick. Real quick, real quick. Okay, okay, guys. You, you should go to Twitter at podcast underscore father, or you can go to my website, podcastfather.com. 
You can contact me, Jeff at podcastfather.com. Check out all my stuff. Uh, I'd love to engage and interact with you. And I'm just thankful you had the time to have me on, Jim. And check us out on the podcast space uh, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is the same as Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern when we're here. Talk to you soon, it's Jeff. It's the podcasting power hour. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.